Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. This week, I'm going to talk all about how to not rot. You may have seen this concept on TikTok or on Facebook or on Instagram. And essentially, I think of rotting as when you do not want to get up out of bed in the morning, when maybe you are just really struggling to do the everyday basic things and how to just not only survive, but thrive. You know, I've shared last week and previously how it hasn't been the easiest few months, but especially lately, I've just been in a funk. I don't know if it's the change of seasons. I don't know if it's hormonal. I don't know what it is. And actually, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But this week, I want to share with you my tips, my tricks, how I help myself to not rot. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I am a mindset mentor, personal development junkie, holistic health advocate, and lover of all things spiritual. At the Get Empowered Podcast, I'm here to help you overcome limitations, step into your power, and create your dream life. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you're looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and to become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story, to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here today, for all of your support, for blowing up the YouTube, for just following me on all the different platforms. It means the world. It means the world that you listen every week, or maybe this is your first time listening. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Get Empowered community. I'm very, very grateful for each and every one of you. And this week, I want to talk about how to not rot. But before we do that, first, let me share something I'm loving and what I'm grateful for. So what am I grateful for? This may sound silly, but I'm really grateful for the fact that I have overcome certain triggers and I'm going to expose myself a little bit, but I have like pretty big abandonment issues. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, this probably is not a shock to you at all, but, um, I am someone that, you know, I have abandonment issues from my family, from past relationships. And so things that like mentally I knew were not a big deal and wouldn't really bother me used to bother me a lot in past relationships because they just would really trigger my abandonment issues. And due to the unhealthy nature of those past relationships, um, it was very, very triggering. And so this past weekend, Kyle went out of town for several days. Um, he went on a hunting trip with his dad and with his family and like family friends, and he had a great time. And, you know, in the past, like extended periods of time away from my partner could be triggering potentially because of how I was treated during those times away. Do not get me wrong. I am a major proponent of like guy trips and girl trips and like having your alone time, having your time separate from your partner. Like I think it is very, very important. But my abandonment issues, especially like in my past relationships, really would get very, very triggered. Um, you know, it's tough because it makes me sound like a crazy person. I know that, but it just was really triggering for me, especially because like, again, how I was treated in those circumstances. So one thing I'm just so grateful for is how respectful Kyle has been to me 
in our relationship and with my triggers and with understanding them because at the very beginning of the relationship he knew how i was treated in the past and um especially like the whole just my ex like disappearing for days at a time like when we we're doing long distance and that was extremely triggering for me and so he knew that and he made like intentional effort to show that he was thinking about me and cared and loved me and all that stuff like from a pretty early on like phase of our relationship. And so with him, I really haven't been triggered when he's gone out of town. The only once did I, um, and that was like kind of a weird set of circumstances, but that was also very early on in our relationship. I think it was the first like big trip he took when we were not together or when we were together. So that's okay. We've worked through it, but I love that he went out of town this weekend and not that I didn't care, but instead of being like focusing on him not being there, I focused on like just me time and downtime and self-care and relaxation. And it was great. Um, don't get me wrong. Like I love spending time with him. I love spending time with my partner. I love living together. But when you do live with someone, like you don't always get downtime and you always have to think about other people and that's okay. Like I, again, I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But I took the opportunity to be like, oh, I can have whatever I want for dinner and I don't have to think about anyone else. I can watch whatever I want on TV. I can do this or this or this. Like I literally do not have to think about anyone else. And I think once you're like in a relationship or maybe a mother or father or whatever, like you don't do that as much. You know, you tend to always like not necessarily put other people first, but consider them typically right in your decision-making. So it was a nice little break to just like do whatever I wanted. And, you know, also I really wanted to make sure to respect his time on his trip and to not like try to get him to talk to me all the time or anything like that. So, you know, when he would have service, he would usually give me a call. We chat for a little bit and he'd go back to his trip or shoot me a quick text being like, Oh, this happened, doing good, having fun. Great. And it was really nice to like, not at all be triggered by any of it. And to just see it as an opportunity to enjoy that time apart. And like, I really do think, um, I'm going to mess up the phrase. What is it? Separation makes the heart grow fonder. I know that's not the phrase, but you know what I'm talking about. I think it's good to have that space and to have that time for yourself. So, and I did that recently, right? When I went on a bachelorette trip for my friend. And so I'm really just grateful that I'm with a partner that makes me feel loved and safe and secure, no matter what the situation. So that is what I'm currently grateful for. And what am I loving? So I'm going to share two things I'm loving. I've talked about it before, but I'm loving my walking pad at work. We've been having a step challenge for the month of October. And so I've been walking more on my treadmill. And I think with the summer heat, I really got out of using my walking pad while working because honestly, even though my house is the, or my office is one of the coldest rooms in the house. Like it still gets really hot here in the summer. And honestly, like electricity is fucking expensive. So we would run our AC, but we would run it like a lot warmer than you would expect. Right? Like I think our AC is set at 80, 80 fucking degrees. And if you're like one of my Midwestern friends, you're probably like, what the fuck? That is so high. But when it gets to 120, like that's a pretty big, that's a 30 degree difference. Right. And you know, we live in a house, so shit adds up. Um, so honestly, I just like, didn't feel motivated to walk on my desk because I'd probably start like sweating and that's kind of gross. Um, even though I was comfortable just standing or like sitting at my desk and I do try to stand quite a bit because honestly, I notice like my back will hurt if I sit too much. So anywho, I am loving my walking pad. I'm so grateful that I got one when I first started my job. I know I've talked about it before on the podcast. And I'll probably talk about it a little bit more in my tips on how not to rot, but 
I just am really, really grateful that I have a way to have more movement during my day. It makes me feel better. I like getting more steps in. Like, let me look at my watch today. I'm at 12,000 steps so far, like just over 12. I really try to shoot for 12 to 15,000 if possible. I think the recommendation is like 10, but especially on days like where I'm not working out, I got, I try to go for more because like today I wanted to work out, but like I had, um, an appointment schedule that ended up getting canceled last minute, but then it was too late to get into the class I wanted to take and blah, blah, blah. And we're going out of town this weekend. So for me, I just have a lot of shit going on this week. Like I'm going to a concert tomorrow. I have to um, get the dog ready, like the dogs, but especially the puppy ready because the puppy is going to stay with someone else while our other dogs have like different arrangements. So I just have a lot going on this week. It just feels a bit crazy. I don't know. Um, so that's what I'm currently loving. Also, I am loving the, the crown on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen the crown. I used to watch it a lot, but while, um, I then like didn't have Netflix for a couple of years. I just like, didn't see the point in having it. I didn't watch a lot of TV and I still don't watch a lot of TV, but I've been trying to make more time for TV just because it's a good way to decompress. I'm not saying a ton, but like just switching up the shows I watch, you know, because I have Hulu, I've had Hulu the whole time, but we just were kind of watching the same shit over and over. Even if it was like a different season of the same thing, it just kind of got repetitive. And when I got COVID, I was like, fuck it. I'm buying Netflix again. I miss watching watching the great British baking show. So I started watching the crown again and like catching up on seasons I hadn't seen before. And I know there's their final season is airing. I think next month, maybe next month or so November, maybe December. I'm not sure, but I love the crown. I know it's not like completely historically accurate, but I love like historical dramas, historical books, historical movies, like historical fiction is my jam. And where I am at in the crown right now, like princess Diana and Charles are, um, like in their divorce era, not pretty shit is not pretty. Um, but yeah, so I'm loving the show. I'm very curious to see like what this last season is. I I'm assuming it ends when the queen dies because the whole show really does stem around the queen. Um, so I'm assuming that's when they're going to end it. And like, maybe they'll touch on like the Harry Meghan stuff. Maybe they'll touch on the Kate and William stuff. And it's so funny. Cause like, I'm so grateful for Kyle because he'll like, watch not really watch it with me but like he doesn't care if that's what i put on and then i'll like explain to him the situation of the show because he has like no clue and he's like i don't know why you care so much about this shit i'm like i don't either it's entertaining and it doesn't affect me at all so it's just like a nice little way to put the brain on the shelf right so that's what i'm loving i'm loving my walking pad i'm loving the crown and i've got a lot going on this week guys so that's one reason why we're recording a little late because i well I originally was going to have a, um, an, a session with my psychic today. And so I was hoping to maybe talk about that, but then it got canceled, which is totally fine. And then this weekend was just busy this past weekend. So I was like, okay, today, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to share? And I don't know, like, I just know that I have been feeling like I'm on the brink of, and of entering like my rotting era again. I don't know if you've seen this, if you're on social media, I've seen a couple of people who are like, how to not rot. And like the first person I heard this concept from was, or is an influencer. I forget her name. I'm sure I could find it. If I find it, I'll put it in the show notes. And she like had this really big tragedy happen. Like her mother died, but her father killed her mother and then like burned their house down. And it was like really tragic. And she's an adult, but it, it was just like a very, very sad, horrible situation. Right. And so she was like, 
started the series on how I'm not rotting after my mother was murdered by my father. Because can you imagine? Oh, and then I think he um, died by suicide. So literally orphan, uh, super toxic, horrible, horrible situation. And it's just like, honestly, heartbreaking. And I understand when you have a massive trauma. Now, I don't understand what she went through. But when you have a massive trauma that turns your life upside down, it can feel very, very difficult to get out of bed in the morning. Right. And I know last week I talked about you don't always have to strive. You don't always have to be going for the next thing and the next thing. Sometimes you just need to exist. So here are my tips, though, for maybe we're we are not even in the existing phase right now. Maybe we're generally like struggling. And like I said, I've been kind of in the struggle bus lately. And, you know, I might do a whole podcast on this at some point because I think this is the direction I'm going to go, but I have, I finally have stopped procrastinating and I made some doctor's appointments that I needed to make. And I'm very much considering getting off hormonal birth control because I think it is really, really affecting me in several ways, like my mood and other things physically that I'm like struggling with. It's really like the thing I can pinpoint um, was when I got a new IUD last year because I had one, but if you don't know an IUD is, it's like an implant in the uterus and they um, expire after a certain amount of years. So I had to replace it last summer. And to be honest, guys, I didn't want to replace it. I did not want to replace it. I really wanted to get off hormonal birth control. And I basically had like a doctor bully me into it. <laughs> and I, would, I did not have the job I'm currently in at the point in my life. So she kind of like scared me and bullied me into replacing it and was like, you need to be on birth control. Like you have to be, um, or your life is going to be fucking over basically. And so, yes, I'm not going back to that doctor. You know, I don't think she's a terrible person or anything, but I think a lot of times doctors don't like, don't think that we know our own bodies and that's very frustrating and could be an episode all on its own. But I've been procrastinating getting a new doctor's appointment because one, just finding a new doctor is difficult. And I needed one for my annual physical as well as my OBGYN physical. And I needed new doctors for both. Or I didn't need new doctors for both, but I ideally was going to find new doctors for both. And then I went to make an appointment for my annual physical. And I'd been really putting it off because honestly, that doctor has also been very, very much frustrating me. Like, telling her all these symptoms I have and how difficult it's been. And then she'll do blood work and be like, Oh, you're normal. Like it's normal. Get fucked basically. And it's like, if it's normal, why are X, Y, Z things happening? And just like, not even like acknowledging that, you know, like not even acknowledging, like, I'm, I'm sorry that you're having these symptoms. It seems like abnormal, like, or it seems like your blood works normal, but the symptoms aren't normal. So let's still try to figure out a treatment plan. Like, no, none of that. Basically gold star, you're fine. Don't have time for you. So yeah, I was like, I don't think she's a bad person, but I was very frustrated. And also I did learn. So this is where I'm, I'm getting there guys. I'm getting there. Sorry. I learned that when I went to make the appointment, apparently she's going to be going on maternity leave very, very soon. So maybe that played a role into it. Pregnant overworked. Cause this was like a couple months ago. Um, because like the, first visit I had with her, I really liked when I first moved to Arizona. And then the second visit I had with her, I didn't like as much, but it wasn't like horrible, but she said a couple things that were very off-putting. And then more recently I was like, mm, not sure, but also realizing based on the timeline, she was definitely pregnant. So maybe that's a part of it. I'm going to give her some grace, but long story short, I went to make a 
appointment with her and I can't because she'll be on maternity leave. So then I was basically forced, thank you universe, to find a new doctor and I'm gonna go to someone on her care team. Apparently they like put groups of doctors together that have similar philosophies. And I had originally gone to her because she's a DO and I really like DOs better than MDs if possible because typically they have a more holistic approach. But apparently this MD that I'll be seeing next week um, has a like good outlook and she's gotten great reviews from patients online. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm nervous and to be honest, if this doesn't work, I will probably go the functional medicine naturopath route. But at the same time, I want to give it another chance because like I have insurance and because I live in America, I pay out of the ass for my health insurance. So I don't really want to go to a doctor where my insurance isn't even going to cover it. Like what the fuck is the point then? You know, like that's just not cool. So anywho, diving into how not to rot. Honestly, I didn't even put this on my list, but I guess this ties right into it. Um, do your self-care appointments. <laughs> Make your appointments for things that you need to do and stop procrastinating. And I know it's hard. I know it's really, really hard. But when you do things like that, that you need to do, you feel accomplished. Like I feel very accomplished that I made two, two doctor's appointments today. Now one is for months from now because OBGYNs like get fucking booked out for months and months and months at a time. And it's crazy. Like I made an appointment today. The earliest is like end of January end of fucking January. It's like, well, that sucks, but it is what it is. <laughs> like, okay. Um, and thankfully though, I was able to get my primary care doctor appointment for next week. So I'll talk with her about things and see if maybe she can help me with certain areas that I was going to talk to the OBGYN about, but whatever, specifically the birth control. Cause I do know primary care doctors can help with that. So we will see, but first thing for how to not rot, like do your best to to stay up to date with your appointments, stay up to date with, with your dentist, with your primary care doctor, with your OBGYN or whatever the male version of that is. Um, maybe like even something as small as like your haircut. Are you getting your haircut? Because let me tell you, a fresh haircut feels so damn good. So, you know, little things like that. And it doesn't need to be excessive. It doesn't need to be crazy. Like in this economy, I've given up going and getting my nails done, but I do my nails. So even like setting appointments for yourself of, I'm going to do a facial tonight, or I'm going to paint my nails tonight or whatever it is, insert blank here. Right? So how can you not rot first, like practice basic self-care principles if you can. And I know it is intimidating and it can be difficult for whatever reason, things that you quote need to do can be sometimes the hardest ones to do. So I understand, but this is just my encouragement of, it will feel really, really, really good to do those things. Okay. Now, my second tip for how to not rot, find movement that you enjoy move in some way, shape or form. And it doesn't have to be with the goal of being like exercise per se, or being like a workout or being like to lose weight or to look a certain way. I'm not saying that what I'm saying is typically moving your body will make you feel better in some way, shape or form. And I know this is like potentially a hot take, but they even say, you know, those with depression really should still like prioritize movement, prioritize sleep, prioritize nutrition, things like that. Because even if you still need like a medication to help you with whatever you're going through, you're still setting yourself up for better success of it working if you are treating yourself well. So I know it can be hard when you're in this phase of like rotting and you don't want to deal with whatever is going on in your life and you're really, really struggling. So what do you enjoy? Do you enjoy going for walks and listening to a podcast? I know I do. 
that's where like this week I'm really not doing any traditional workouts, but I want to make sure I walk every single day, whether that's at my desk, whether that is with the dogs. I mean, I always walk my dogs in the morning, so I know I'm at least doing that. They do not let me get away with not walking them. <laughs> like it pretty much never happens. Um, unless I'm like physically injured or sick and unable to. Right. So find movement that you enjoy. Can that be a workout class? That can that be a dance class or yoga or Pilates? And like, guys, do not underestimate YouTube. There is so much good shit on YouTube that is free. Literally, I have found great yoga classes on YouTube, great Pilates classes on YouTube. I bet you could find dance or boxing or whatever. There are so many different things. So find movement that you enjoy because that act of moving your body and getting out of bed, like what is the, the scene from um, Legally Blonde when she's like, so-and-so couldn't have killed her husband because she works out and exercise releases endorphins and endorphins make you happy and happy people don't kill their husbands. If you know the movie, you know the quote, but yes, we release endorphins and it will help you get out of a slump. I never regret moving my body. Now there may be some workouts where I'm like, ah, oh, that wasn't a great workout, but I'm still happy I tried and I put myself out there. And again, maybe you really don't even want to leave your house for this movement. That is okay. I'm not saying you need to go to a gym. I know a lot of people find gyms intimidating. Go, maybe you can just go for a walk around the block. Maybe you can literally just do things around your house that get you up and moving. Like, can you do vacuuming where you're walking all over the house or mopping or sweeping or whatever that is getting you up and moving? Or maybe if you're like myself, you have the ability to have a piece of exercise equipment at home it's a luxury. I know that, but I'll tell you guys, look at offer up, look at Facebook marketplace, look at Craigslist. You can find things cheap online that are really good. I got my walking pad from someone that reviews, um, reviews things for like Amazon and they send him shit. He like uses it a couple of times. He reviews it and then he sells it. So I got my walking pad, like used technically, like technically it was used, but not really used. So find movement that you enjoy. That is my first step. My second step, and I did this a ton this weekend because especially with like my mental health not being the best at the moment, I was a little concerned that Kyle's trip would affect me more than it normally would, right? And so I spent a lot of time talking to my friends. I called my friends. You know, I called my best friend, Caitlin. I called my friend who's been traveling the world. We were finally able to connect, which was really, really, really nice because, you know, she's across the world right now. So it's kind of difficult to find the time with like our time zones being basically the opposite. Um, and then I talked to another friend from college, like literally hours for each of these people. And it was so nice. And you know what? I really think a lot of people have lost the art of talking on the phone. Thankfully, my friends like to talk on the phone or FaceTime, but I think connection is very important. And when I like think about this concept of how to not rot, I think one of the ways you do rot is by isolating yourself. You do not want to isolate yourself. You really want to do the best you can to feel connected to other people. And even if you don't want to physically leave your house, talking on the phone or FaceTiming someone can do wonders. So maybe you have a family member or a friend that you've really missed. Set up time to talk to them or check in. I mean, even my best friend and I, especially when I was living alone, we would call each other just doing basic tasks. Like we would call each other when we were making dinner or going grocery shopping or doing the laundry, just like chit-chatting. Also, I apologize. I'm hoping I'll be able to remove the background noise, but it does sound like my dogs are flipping a shit outside of my door. So if you hear barking in the background, I'm sorry. Um, 
one of them, we have a neighbor that's over outside with Kyle right now. And basically one of them, whenever he sees him pass, like will flip out and bark a shit ton. So I apologize, guys. I will do my best to remove it if it shows up in the recording. But honestly, my system does a pretty damn good job of removing the background noise. But if it's there, I apologize. I do my best. Okay. Anywho, call a friend. Calling a friend is one of the best things you can do, in my opinion, and helps with it helps with like community. And again, isolation is dangerous. I know we talk, we've talked about this so much, especially with the pandemic and COVID and blah blah blah. But isolation is where people get themselves in trouble. I am convinced because we are social creatures. Even if you're an introvert, you probably still want to feel connected with people at some times, right? Like some point in your life, you like to be connected, even if it's like in small doses or with only one or two people, right? I'm not saying host a massive party. I'm saying just pick up the phone and talk to a friend. And again, I really think picking up the phone, hearing their voice, not just texting. So whether that's a call or a FaceTime, 10 out of 10 recommend, maybe a Zoom, whatever. I mean, I know a lot of people who do that with long distance friendships. Like just because they're long distance doesn't mean that you can't still have that connection. Okay. Now three, this one might sound weird, but I really think multitasking when you're able to is a great thing. And why do I think that? Because honestly, it gives you more time to spend with yourself. So not everyone is a good multitasker. I understand that. But even something as small, I don't know if you'd consider this multitasking, but when I'm like cooking a meal, if I'm able to, I will wash the dishes as I go, right? Like if I'm making dishes and then I'm done with the dish, I will try to either like either hand wash it or put it in the dishwasher as I go so that I'm like just kind of cleaning up after myself as I go. Or again, maybe you are loving a book on tape, like listen to the book on tape while you're vacuuming or like I'm able to walk while I work. I know not everyone's able to do that, but it does kill two birds with one stone or talk to your friend. Like, like I was saying, talk to your friend while you're folding laundry or cooking dinner or whatever. Multitasking when you're able to, I think is very, very helpful. And again, even like movement of going out and getting your groceries. Like I personally actually kind of like grocery shopping. Um, I don't find it stressful. Like Kyle finds it stressful. I'm like, oh, I can get out of the house and kind of like walk around. I get some steps in. I don't mind it. I kind of like seeing what's at the stores, whatever. So how can you multitask? How can you habit stack? I mean, even something like, oh, I listen to a podcast for personal development while I'm walking my dog. Great. Multitasking. Or, you know, I lay on my acupressure mat and I meditate at the same time because they're two things that help regulate my nervous system. Okay, great. Multitask. Like, what can you do? Or can you like make those doctor's appointments while you're cooking dinner? Like whatever the case may be. And I know like, it, unless it's overwhelming, caveat, if the multitasking is overwhelming, then obviously avoid it. But I really think if you're able to make the best use of your time, then you're going to have more time for yourself, right? And more time to take care of yourself and have that self-care moment. So multitask when you can. And so this is kind of is in a similar vibe, but cut corners when you're able to, and you're kind of like, what do you mean? So here's like, here's what I was thinking of when I like wrote this down. So when I cook dinner, I am really fucking basic. Okay. I'm not like a bad cook and Kyle like raves about my cooking, but I'm not fancy by any means. I have a meat and I have a starch and I have a vegetable of some sort, typically in my dinner. That's what it looks like. Slab my meat starch, veggie. Great. But one thing I've been doing recently because I've just been not at all motivated to cook and I've been really struggling with like feeling motivated to cook is I've been getting more salad kits from the store. And 
I know that might sound silly and I'm sure it may not be the most cost effective thing though. Honestly, like the ones I've been getting are pretty cheap and usually are like a dinner and then a lunch for us as like one of our sides. And it takes me like two seconds to throw it all together. Then I don't have to get all the ingredients and it's less dishes it's less time. And for me, I'm like, I would rather, even though it sounds so fucking basic, but I'd rather throw a salad kit together versus cutting and washing and prepping vegetables and then cooking them. And then there's just another fucking dish. Like, I, I don't know when you can make your life easier for yourself, do it. And even something as small as like have frozen meals on hand that are things you enjoy that are, you know, maybe healthy, like something that you're liking, have it on hand for when you don't feel like cooking, but you don't necessarily want to go out to eat. Because I know, for example, I like to have a couple frozen meals on hand for when I really do not feel like cooking, but also I don't want to go out and get fast food. Like then I'll feel like shit about myself. So, you know, I have certain items like I love from Trader Joe's, like their um, mandarin orange chicken or their flatbreads. And is that always the healthiest? Probably not. But again, I'll maybe I'll make a flatbread and then make a salad with it. Like whatever. I do my best to um, kind of compile it. Or again, this could also be like a cut corners thing, meal prep. Meal prepping is great because then you only need to have energy at one time and then you just pull out the meal later. And I've been not doing as much meal prep lately. I've not been making it a priority, but I also kind of have like a good routine that's working for me. Again, I'm a little lazy when it comes to cooking sometimes. So I'll just throw like whatever meat we're eating that day on the cast iron. I'll make my potatoes because I love like a potato. Like I love sweet potatoes. So I often will make us like homemade fries. Um, you know, I'm like, what's so unhealthy about a potato and some olive oil? I don't think anything, whatever. That's just me. Um, and so that's what I do. Like cut corners when you can, like if you can get things like pre-chopped or kind of a kit that you can put together easier, like again, and if you can find like those things that are healthy, because again, nourishing your body with good food is going to make you feel better. So where can you cut corners? Where can you make things a little bit easier on yourself so that you are still nourishing your body, nourishing your mind, nourishing your soul, but not taking as much time away to do things that you're struggling with. Okay. Because I know like a lot of times when someone is quote rotting or really not doing well in life, it can be really easy to let those self-care things slide. And I really believe that eating like a nourishing meal is self-care. Okay. So that's just my two cents. Cut corners when you can, when you're able to grab those. I love Trader Joe salads kits. I've also seen some good ones at Costco, but I also know like places like Costco, places like Trader Joe's, they often will have like pre-cut and washed veggies. Now, whether you trust that up to you, but you know, like if it saves you a little bit of time, and it makes it easier on you, fucking do it. Or again, make like things in bulk and then freeze it and pull it out of the freezer if you can. Like maybe making a big pot of chili. You know, I usually make a pot roast at least once a week because that's going to be two meals for us or three or four, depending on like how big the roast is, right? So where can you make your life easier? Do it and do it unashamedly. Who who gives a fuck? Make your life easier for yourself. It does, not everything needs to be hard, okay? It just doesn't. Now, Another thing that this may be a privileged thing to say, but if you're able to make your space something that you really love and something that you really enjoy. So for example, for Halloween, I put up Halloween decor. 
I did. I did some twinkly lights. I did some little like Halloween fall decor. I went more fall because I like to keep it up until Thanksgiving's over. And then I switch like the day after Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. That's me personally. I might start decorating for Christmas earlier. I don't know. But if you can add little things in your home that bring you joy, I really think it's helpful to enjoy your space. And again, I know that can be like a privilege or maybe you're renting and you're not able to. Well, let me tell you, I don't know what it is, but a string of those little like those little twinkly lights just sets the fucking vibe. Like I love the vibe of a good pair of twinkly lights and you can find those at Walmart for like five, 10 bucks, you know, depending on how long the string is. So little things that you can do, like the dollar store is great for decorations. Like I love the months of September to December. Like I love them. That's just me. But if you can add those little things of joy throughout the year into your life, into your space, like I know, like, how does it help you not rot? I don't know. It just brings you joy. Like, and if you're happier in your environment, if you feel good in your environment, it is going to translate. So my two cents, something I do, something I like, something I enjoy, it has helped me. So maybe it'll help you. Okay. So now the next one, I talk about this all the time. You guys know what I'm going to say. Mindfulness. Practice mindfulness when you're able to. Now, again, like I know this isn't everyone's thing. And I know when you're like trying not to rot, it's probably the last thing you give a shit about. But if you are able to just play something in the background, even if it's just playing affirmations off your phone while you're getting ready for the day, while you're washing your face, doing your skincare, whatever the case may be, like there's so many good affirmations on YouTube. Like YouTube is the fucking goat guys. I don't know. I feel like I slept on YouTube and I've just been loving YouTube lately for meditation videos, for workout videos. Like there is so much good content on YouTube. So look up like affirmations for insert here, right? Like whatever it may be. Um, I love, I love, love, love affirmations and I'm really bad about saying them. So if I can hear someone else say them, like it helps me a shit ton. So mindfulness in some way, meditation, breath work, affirmations, whatever. And now the last thing and this, again, it sounds really fucking simple, but I think that we forget these things when we're struggling and that is create time to relax and enjoy your fucking life. So I got a lot of shit done this weekend, like a lot, but I also made time to just like live my life. Like one night, I spent watching a couple episodes of The Crown and I was like, fuck it. I don't care. Like I did so much today. I'm going to watch The Fucking Crown. And then the next night when Kyle was gone, I learned how to fucking like make applesauce and I made homemade applesauce and then I canned it. And honestly, this kind of like goes into this, not only find time to relax, but maybe like look at a new hobby. I know that's not the same thing, but are there hobbies that you can do that maybe you've done in the past that you haven't done recently? Like I love to knit. I love to bake. I love to cook. I love to bake more than cook, but you know, Kyle's parents gave us like all these apples from like one of their neighbors. And so I wanted to do something with them. I've been wanting to learn how to can and be a little more like self-efficient or whatever. So I was like, okay, fuck it. Like while Kyle's gone, I'm going to try canning. And like, I did it a very like backyard makeshift way. Like I did not have all the equipment, but I did have, you know, new clean, um, like glass mason jars and lids and seals and stuff. But I made homemade applesauce in the the sauce I tried was super good. So, you know, fingers crossed it turns out well and it looks like I sealed everything properly. So it should be good. But I felt so fucking accomplished after that. So what are little things that you can do to enjoy your time and to relax your time and to just like relax your mind, relax your brain, put your brain on the shelf as like one of my favorite podcasters say, says, and just like enjoy your life because you do not need to be constantly striving and going. And I just think it's really important when we are not in the best space mentally to 
just be intentional about making time for ourselves and to not rot. So these are my tips. Let me go through them really quick again. So I actually didn't include this officially, but a little bonus tip, make your appointments, make your self-care appointments, your doctor's appointments, your dental appointments, your hair appointments, whatever it is, make your appointments. Don't slack on yourself because I know it can be very difficult when you know you feel like you're rotting, but make those appointments. Next, find movement you enjoy. Okay. Like I said, it doesn't need to be forcing yourself to exercise. Just move your body in some way that brings you joy. Endorphins are your friends. Next, call a friend, call a family member, call a loved one, whatever, call a friend and stay connected because I think that isolation is very, very harmful. Three, multitask when you're able to, again, just to create more time in your life. Just like number four, cut corners when you can, when you can cut corners and make your life a little bit fucking easier do it. And something I didn't say then, like if that means hiring a cleaner, hire a fucking cleaner, even if it's once a month. Like I know I'm really bad at like dusting. I can do a good job of maybe like mopping the floors or sweeping the floors, but I always, I just literally forget about dusting. Right. So cut corners when you're able to, or make it a game. Like I guess something else I should say, um, how can you break things down into more bite-sized tasks? So here's another bonus tip. Sorry, I just thought of it. How can you like break things down into easier tasks? So I've talked about it before. The Me app has really helped me to break cleaning down into smaller tasks where I, instead of like having one big day where I clean a shit ton, I'll do a little bit every day. And that is very, very helpful for me personally because I get very overwhelmed. So cut corners when you can, make life easier for yourself. Make your space a place you actually want to be and that you enjoy. I really think that enjoying your space really is very helpful. Create time to relax. Create time to enjoy your life. And don't forget to be mindful. So let us see what the shocker cards have to say this week. But I hope that this was helpful. I don't know. Maybe it's just the holidays. Maybe it's just my hormones. Like I really think that my personal stuff is potentially hormonal related because a lot of this happened when I got my new IUD, but like, I could be wrong. What the fuck do I know? Doctors aren't being helpful so far, but let's hope that changes. Um, yeah. So I just really wanted to help you all feel a little bit better about yourself. And I, I know a lot of people lately who have been feeling in a funk and like kind of struggling. And I talked a lot last week more about like body image, but I wanted to make this one a bit more general and just like if you're struggling for whatever the reason may be, like maybe something big happened in your life. I don't know. Uh, so I hope it was helpful. Please always feel free to like reach out to me. You know, I'm just a DM away and I'm always here for you guys. I so appreciate you guys. And I really love you guys so, so much. So let us see what the chakra card is. Okay. So we got this week, we got the peace card, which how again, universe, the universe is talking to us. The universe is like, bitches have some peace in your life have some peace in your life. Okay. So this is the peace card. It is associated with the crown chakra. The crown chakra is going to be associated with a selenite crystal. If you have a selenite crystal, I highly recommend it. The affirmation is peace exists in each moment and within every cell of my being. So this is just your reminder that peace is always going to be available to you. It lives within you. It is around you at all times. And all you have to do is ask for the universe to bring you that peace and to feel it. It is a very powerful and healing vibration. And if your life is full of stress or feeling out of control, if you are rotting, okay, just do what you can to take, take time to stop for a moment and recognize that you can connect to the peace that is deeply within you. So say, take some time to recognize, oh, maybe I'm struggling. 
and then ask the universe for support, ask for that peace to make itself known. Okay. So maybe you have the urge to meditate or to go in nature or to just silence your mind. Again, practice that mindfulness that we talked about when you're able to stop and reflect, that's typically where you're making the room for peace to come in. Because sometimes if we are going, 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 we don't realize that like the striving and this going is, is really preventing us from the peace to be within us, right? So take some time out of your day to stop, reflect, and allow yourself to have the peace come in. Because I really do think that sometimes when we are going, 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 striving, 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 that we aren't making room for the joy and the love and the peace, right? So just remember that each and every moment there is peace within me and it, it exists in every cell of my being is the affirmation for this week. Okay. So remember not only does, is it within you, but allow yourself to just have that time to be in the presence of peace. Okay. Be intentional. This again, this can be mindfulness. This can be whatever, whenever you always have it available to you. So do not forget. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope that my shit is just my shit and that it's not like a collective thing. I do know, um, I haven't been researching it super deeply, but I know we're in eclipse season and Scorpio season is here, which is always just a super fun time. Um, I am a Scorpio rising. It's a bit of a shit show. So all my Scorpio friends, I feel for you. I really, really do. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for always supporting. If you have not followed or subscribed wherever you are watching or listening to this, please do. Please share it with your friends. It means so, so much to me that we're growing the, well, growing the community. And I just love you guys so much. So do not forget to stay empowered. Thank you guys so much. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our Get Empowered community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode, and of course, to connect with me on social. You can find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwitherica.com. I always love hearing from you, so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I'll see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.